0: Good morning, Simon.
1: Hello, Sam.
0: How's it going?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: Yeah, really good. It's been the birthday week of birthday goodness.
1: Yeah, it was your birthday, um, what, Tuesday?
0: Monday. Monday. Yeah. And I've been milking it. I, I, you get a full week, right? A <laughs> birthday? Yeah, of course. Of course. Of love and, and attention and stuff.
1: <laughs> this is how I believed it to work. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> awesome, man. I uh, I did wish you on the day, but for you some did. reason, I Thank you. you know, I, I had a Monday that wasn't a Monday work wise, and I've been traveling so. Um,
0: mm. Where have you just come back from?
1: Oh, just Johannesburg.
0: Cool, uh, exciting
1: yeah. place. But I was I was in and out like a trout. Mm-hmm. Uh, just up for the day, mm-hmm. just uh, doing the talkies, cool. uh, in meetings, and um, and yeah, there was that.
0: So funny. I think when when you know before you've you've done it the idea of traveling a lot for work sounds like a really fun idea, but it really isn't.
1: Oh, <laughs> do not get me started.
0: Oh man. It really um, isn't. <laughs>
1: It's it's perhaps one of the biggest lies we're told as uh, as mm. young working professionals is that uh, yeah, traveling your
0: job will entail <laughs> lots of travel and excitement <laughs> and, and awesome. glamour. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's like sitting on a bus for a really long time, They're just in the air, you know, back and forth, and waiting in airports. Mm.
1: Well, it's not terrible, mm. um, but you know, realistically, you spend a lot of time uh, in conference centres and and mm. boardrooms. Um, in With another those country, those weird
0: chewy mints, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> the dining is not the finest, so while the food is <laughs> definitely different, it's not mm. going to uh, it's not going to blow you away. And then True story. You, so what do you do? You go, okay, I'm young. Um, let me see if I can organize some extra time, mm. and you don't have any commitments, so mm-hmm. you take some leave. You stay in that country for another three days. You do some sightseeing, and it is awesome. Mm. Uh, and you do this a few times, but then you realize that you're very quickly running out of leave for other stuff. This is okay Mm. because you're young and uncommitted. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, you know, it reaches a certain point where either, uh, you know, commitment just ramps up because, Mm. because either, you know, more is being expected from you at work and they want to know Mm. why you're out of the office so much, or, you know, you, whatever, you get married, you have a family, you settle in with somebody, what, you know, whatever Mm. the case may be. Sure. But, at some stage business travel is going to become something where you get on and off um that plane as soon as possible uh mm. so that you can get to the meeting get out of the meeting get home to whatever yeah. it is that you need to take care of at your home base um mm-hmm. and while you know uh, you might think you are George Clooney and up in the air.
0: <laughs>
1: the reality of dealing with security on a daily basis, yeah. uh, hotels that have lost your booking, mm. uh, <laughs> trying to figure out public <laughs> transport at the last minute in a city where you, where For nobody sure. speaks your language. Yeah. Um, look, it's it's all about your attitude, right? It's it's, no, it's totally. all about yeah. your uh, perception of it, but um, but it so- does get tired.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, so most of my travel uh, for work is, is local, so it doesn't even have the glamour of well, at least I'm in I don't know Senegal, woohoo. Um, but what I've found is that I've gotten more and more uh, dangerous about getting to the airport on time because you start it, it comes it gets down to being this this finely tuned art, you know, and you know you know exactly how long you're going to need um, to to go through security to to pick up everything you need. You've checked in beforehand, you know all the tricks, you know where everything is, um, and you start cutting it fine and finer and finer until you start like (laughs) running to catch planes like oh whoopsie slightly underestimated that well
1: (laughs) you do get a bit like george clooney and up in there yeah um you know the processes become hardwired you you learn things like british airways has a fantastic app for the iphone and android yes Um,
0: which you can use for uh, some of the kalula flights as well if they've put you on ba yeah
1: and you're like okay so i can book in online i can see what's going on with that Um, and now I can get my boarding pass on my phone, Mm. uh, it integrates with passbook on the iPhone now as well. So, so then it's like, okay, well, I only really need to be at the airport then when my plane is boarding. So (laughs) I need to accommodate for like traffic Uh, and cars breaking down and that kind mm. of thing. Um, Mm. but you can, you can start cutting it pretty finely finally in the 21st century on the uh on the condition that you don't have any luggage to check in and that's the catch.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Gets <laughs> dangerous anyway.
1: Mm, absolutely. Mm. But um but, you know, it's not like, it's not like traveling for business is, a, is the most terrible thing in the world. You get used to Definitely.
0: it. Definitely. Yeah, true.
1: And some uh, people just manage to do the extended stay thing for their whole life, like Toby Shepshek.
0: Mm, mm. It is a great way to travel and see the world, I suppose. If you're seeing the world and you're not seeing P.E., like in my case. <laughs> <laughs> oh. ah, so well. you want to talk about games today?
1: I, I want to talk about games all the time.
0: Games are—it's a great thing to talk about. Let's talk about games. Feel, <laughs> what are you playing at the moment? It feels like
1: we're talking about traveling, though.
0: Yeah, we can we can talk about traveling. We can talk <laughs> about anything. Traveling is a game. Roster?
1: Well, we can bring them together, right? Because traveling can be a game. It can. Um, it can. So so I use Tripit um, to mm. to put together all my travel stuff. Tripit uh, is if you, amazing. If you haven't heard of Tripit, it's a it's a service that um, you connect it to your Gmail account. Uh, it goes through your mail. And those confirmation emails that you get from mm. um, from airlines and from hotels and from car booking places, it passes those. And then it's got a really neat interface where it puts together all the information you need for your trip. They've got apps. Mm. Uh, mm. If you pay for a pro account, they let you know, um, you know if, if your gate's changed for a flight. Mm. Um, mm. They let you know. Uh, How many points you've got on one airline's loyalty scheme versus another. And they let you work with air miles to some degree as well.
0: For advanced travelers who have leveled up many levels. um, It's just like the basics, though. The fact that you can – it it sorts it by date. you know. So because you do kind of lose track of where you are and where you're supposed to go next, I think, particularly if you're doing a couple of stops. And it tells you, okay, tonight this is where you're sleeping. Here's the address. Go and find it. Here's a map. Here's a phone Mm. number for that place, which is just very confusing. Convenient.
1: you know what's what's eclipsing all of these services the blackberry travel used to be pretty good too but what's eclipsing them mm. all is google now because it just it just mm. this kind of intelligence is just built in now
0: sure yeah so i uninstalled google now from my from my iphone It was just chowing my battery but oh, i love no, the you idea. did not. i did i did i love the idea of it i really do but hmm. I, battery life is still more important to me hmm.
1: Hmm. i haven't noticed the battery big battery life knock
0: Really? Wow! I don't know. Everyone I speak to is like, "Oh my goodness, Google now charge my battery." Maybe, yeah.
1: maybe I just thought my phone's battery was really bad. <laughs> I'm busy testing out this new cat phone. Um, you know, oh, that, that,
0: like, the, like the people who make shoes for construction people.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, they make bulldozers. They make big construction equipment and trucks and stuff as well. And yes, they Wild. make they make shoes that can handle a, a jackhammer on it mm. or something.
0: Uh, mm, they're very big in Pretoria <laughs> for some reason. They're like you, a fashion thing.
1: If you're a big burly uh, human who yeah, who yeah, likes heavy awesome. equipment and kicking people in the face, they make stuff for yes. you. Yes, uh, another yeah. a phone for you too that you could <laughs> you could throw and and it and mortally wound someone with.
0: Oh, that's that's always handy. You know, if mm. you get into a bar fight, you forgot to bring your switchblade. Uh, that's
1: awesome. It runs stock Android. Ah, yeah.
0: Very interesting. So, so hang on. Just describe this thing to me. I, I'm I'm picturing a rugged brick with that you yeah. can put in water and stuff like that. Is that is that correct as an assumption?
1: Water resistant. Uh, it can be underwater for half an hour. Wow. No problem. Um, mud resistant, shock resistant, scratch resistant, dust resistance. I think on the website they basically just have a picture of it having been run over on a track. You know, like when you see the treads of the <laughs> yeah uh, the, the treads of the truck's tire through the mud, and then like the phone's just been oh, into goodness. the mud. But I think, the question
0: is, will it blend?
1: <laughs> I don't know. No, it, it, it'll it'll break that blender, man.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Um, so I, I assume that part of testing this phone means seeing if you can break it, right?
1: Uh, yeah. yeah that
0: totally sounds like what it would be.
1: Yeah. I cast it aside upon bricks and cement sometimes.
0: Ah.
1: And um, <laughs> I don't know why I'm telling you this. Oh, Google Now. Yeah. so it, Yes. It, so because this is a stock Android device, um, mm. it's a really good platform for all things mm. Google. And mm. uh, I haven't really noticed a battery problem as such. But maybe I it's just got a really she... good battery.
0: Mm. Could be, I imagine you know while you're using it to attack wild bears and things, you, the, the last thing you want is for it to die on you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've, um, <laughs> so you know this is like <laughs> we we we've mentioned this in episode now. I think it was one or two. Mm-hmm. I do not recall exactly, but we were talking about um, how gamers are are just naturally tuned into the way the world works now mm. because mm. because to a large degree. We're the gaming generation and the people making the Google and all the things, the triplets, the, the things that we use now, the productivity mm. software, The they they come at the world as gamers and, um, you know, that doesn't mean that they, they make games that solve these problems. Yeah. Um, but but I still believe, like we were saying in that episode, now was it one or two?
0: I, I can't remember. Yes. W- I, I vaguely remember this conversation, but anyway. <laughs>
1: that... Um, <laughs> That if you're going to use something like omnifocus uh mm. really well, um, having played games most of your life probably does more good than harm <laughs> certainly I'm not going to go so <laughs> far as to say it's prerequisite yeah. um, but Maybe. kind of that way of thinking about the world as a map and the yeah. kind of the kind of organizational skills you learn playing real time strategy games yeah. um, The kind of twitchiness that you develop (laughs) from playing first-person shooters. Yes, yeah. Uh, um, No, it definitely
0: probably does make you better. Um, I I suppose the only flip side of this is kind of I I get very – I don't know, irritated um with with uh big companies who are very on this track of gamification as an idea, you know, and they think that um the converse or the corollary of what you're saying is well if we just add some badges and points mechanic to whatever it is we're trying to sell to humans, then we'll get them addicted and they'll join our loyalty program and they'll yeah. do lots of pointless things for pointless pointless badges or stuff, you know. Yeah. Um that's that's the kind of flip side. Although I think the people who do game probably are better at identifying that kind of crappy mechanic as well because they Uh they know what the real thing looks like.
1: Well, why do we play games? We play games uh, probably for similar reasons to why we watch movies. It's escapism. Mm. Um, The beautiful thing about games, uh, and this is something Jane McGonigal says, is Mm. they can only exist because of rules. But you can do anything you want inside (laughs) of that framework of rules. Um, Yeah. And uh, Jane no, McGonigal, of course, did the the famous TED talk uh, about games and how uh, it's
0: so great. Oh, I, I just want to be here my, when I grow up. <laughs> it's one of my favorite
1: TED talks. Yeah. When we have a website with notes, I will put this in the show notes, uh, and you will cool. be able to watch it, and you will marvel at Jane's mind, and then you yeah. will play games. And <laughs> but but back to the <laughs> back to the points about um, about
0: uh, I'm not sure what the point was. But you were talking about <laughs> games and mastery, I think, <laughs> and rules, rules, and freedom, which yeah. is why, which is why Minecraft is still the most incredible game that I've played over the last kind of couple of years, um, because it's 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 minimal rules in the game, you know. And, I remember and, and, where and, I was going with that. Oh, go I was, finish.
1: I, I, <laughs> so gamification. become <laughs> full circle. I think a lot of companies were like, um, okay, so if we have something nobody wants to do. Mm. And we make it like a game. We'll do it. You know, not similar, mm. not dissimilar to educators who go, well, kids hate school. They love games. Let's make school <laughs> a game. And then they will yeah. love school. But it doesn't yeah. work that way because the escapism that gaming offers isn't uh. available when uh, you're learning how to make a spreadsheet. So um,
0: – <laughs> So, may, so do you want to make it fun?
1: Yeah. Do you want to turn it into a game? Yeah. Mm, I don't know so much because usually that's just lame.
0: You might need to question the actual content and whether the content is fun. Um, so I, I think I'm gonna disagree with you about this thing of games always being about escapism. I think some games are, and I think that um you know some of the some of the best games um, are the ones that create this very rich story that you feel like you're a part of and you get you get wrapped into the story and you, you live in that world for weeks at a time. But um, some of my favorite games. Games are, you know, more of the, more of the puzzle type, um, puzzle type game, um, and strategy games and that kind of thing. And I, I- it's. It feels like it's. A, it's asking a little bit more of you than other kinds of entertainment. Like you're using your brain. You're not just. You're not just sitting there and passively absorbing something. So you are escaping in the sense that you're being challenged by something and you, you're. You're getting into this flow space, right? Where you because you're being challenged at exactly the right level of difficulty, you have absolute perfect concentration and it becomes like a form of meditation almost. Um, but it, it feels like it's. It's somewhat different in its nature. The the, the active because games are active, it feels like they're somehow different to movies or other forms of passive entertainment. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's not fair.
1: Look, everything we do basically um, is some form of escapism from the reality that we're mm. organisms on a rock – hurtling through space mm. <laughs> around <laughs> a massive bomb that's going to explode in a few million years and take and us and we're all going to die out. long before that. <laughs> and yes. things are pretty weird and scary yeah. and <laughs> <laughs> and everything we do is 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 basically just to distract us from from that fact. For, you know, we we come True. up with a lot of things we think are important like um yeah uh building stuff uh, yeah. but, <laughs> but I think escapism is kind of baked into it all. Um, mm. Gaming and, and movies just, just take it to another level because they, they include you in part of a narrative mm. that isn't about being a monkey on a rock.
0: Yeah, maybe in space. Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting. You know, as as much as as I I do poo poo gamification, I think its ramifications for white collar work are slightly interesting to me. Like, um, I I definitely can can see a a not too distant future where a lot of behaviour is motivated by um, setting up rules and reward systems that are a little bit more current then what's what's the what's the better word because because ga- work is already a game right it's got a system it's a system of rules and there are there's rewards and there's points which is you know they, they, but they're all quite distant and abstract and they kind of happen in qpa cycle sorry uh, kpi cycles or kpas or whatever people oh call no them you did not just
1: say kpi
0: whatever like but you know what? that's 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 the system of, of points right that's the point system um oh, i hate it but no totally it's it's really lame but um can't you imagine people you know workplaces of the not too distant future being able to take that same mechanic but make it mm. like a daily point system so you know number of hours you've logged to whatever you're work system is or number of emails you've sent about X, whatever, you know, you can, you can just kind of make that feedback loop a little bit quicker yeah. and then it starts to look a lot more like what happens when you're gaming.
1: So we've spoken and a lot. I don't know
0: if I like that idea.
1: <laughs> we've spoken anyway. before about measuring the wrong things, which is a mm. trap that a lot of people fall into. They think website hits mean one thing, yeah. but it's really just proximate and they're not getting at the ultimate reality of what that means. Okay. You know, yes, you're getting two million mm. hits a mm. month. But, um, but are you actually seeing mm. any sales because that's actually sure. what you're trying to do? So I think the, the problem with KPIs and measuring too much at work and, – and in a way, this is part of the quantified self thing as well, which we've also mm. spoken about is, – is you can get stuck into measuring the wrong things and thinking that they matter when they don't. Yeah. Um, but the, the next level up of douchiness while you're talking about filling in KPIs <laughs> is I, I, walk, I worked for a company where they had employees do their own KPI assessments.
0: Oh, okay. Instead of the manager, right.
1: like the manager would give you a score out of 10 for how well you wiped your nose or whatever it was. Right. Um, but you had to fill out your own KPI sheet. And they asked me if I'd do that, and I, I said no. What? It seems like and that's then- a
0: trick. It's a, it's a, it's a <laughs> trick, you know? Like if you, everyone will just give themselves <laughs> so 100%. Lame. But if they do. Then you get eaten by sharks. I don't so know I, if that's I weird. Just,
1: I just said, no, I'm not going to do it. And then they said, well, you, you, you kind of have to do it. So I, I said, okay. And then I just gave myself full marks for everything. Of course. And,
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do they expect? Come on. And
1: then they said, "Do you, I think that's an accurate reflection of reality. And I was like, okay, you want to talk about reality? Let me roll up my sleeves. <laughs> oh,
0: my God. Oh, my God. It was interesting. Uh, it was so interesting. weird. But, oh, but games, bizarre. I mean,
1: there are various games being played at work. When you get to an executive le- level, everybody's playing a political game, right? You yeah, realize yeah. that um, because because in a lot of corporations, being an executive is about uh, working towards your promotion um, to the next level of incompetence, right? Mm, so mm. so <laughs> so all it's you a need you, to you do, you principle, yeah, yeah. So it is a game. You're like, okay, I've got these things I need to do. Mm. They are KPIs. They tied mm. to my LTI, my long term incentive. <laughs> and you're like so basically um, those are boxes. I think I want to wash myself after <laughs> this conversation. Yeah. So so what do you yeah. have? You have a boss. He doesn't know what you're doing, but yeah. he knows whether or not you you've ticked that box. Um, So so what do you do? You you start wrangling people politically. Mm, You mm. know this guy on the fourth floor is in charge of that thing which will Mm. decide whether or not my strategy for this new business channel uh, will be successful or not. So what do you do? You make friends with him. You take him to lunch. Uh You log those as meetings surrounding this box that you need to tick. (laughs) Um, But it's all being done so that you can tick that box so that at the end of the year the boss can go – well, Sam, I see you had uh, eight hours committed to this initiative. <laughs> Clearly, it's working. <laughs> Tick, and then yeah, you get hilarious. the bonus, yeah. and then you get promoted to the next level of incompetence. Yeah, uh, and then and then the game works, so you carry on yeah. doing it.
0: I, d- and I then don't know what the soon, final and then is there, but yeah, the final
1: and mm. then is you've got an executive uh a top level executive of a company where Mm. everybody knows that if they're politically aligned and if they're playing that game properly um life will be good for them because they're getting a massive Mm. bonus every year uh their life basically consists of having tea and coffee or lunch Mm. with people that they get to loggers meetings um the company's making money and our products are good for people so you know Mm. what's really wrong with this picture
0: And I suppose the problem is that, you know, in general, that kind of metric makes you focus on proving that you've done things as opposed to actually going and doing things. Um, And and you're right. Like the higher up you get in the system, the irony is, the the less actual things you have to do and the more fake work that you have to
1: do. Well, the higher up the ladder of incompetence you climb, the less Mm. you're in charge of executing and the more you're in charge of strategy. So you go, well, look, dude. I had a hundred meetings about this thing. It's not my job to execute on it. <laughs> I'm you a know?
0: communicator. What I do you, tell you
1: want people. from me? My kidneys? I made it happen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird. Work is very weird, particularly working with other people. I don't know. Yeah,
1: it's that's, a, it's that's a strange usu- thing. That's why I usually just don't do it. Uh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, but you're doing that, it at the moment, though.
1: Well, that's what I was going to say. You find a group yeah. of people who aren't douchebags. Yeah. um Who who you who who you. You know, I was gonna I was gonna say something that would sound like a euphemism, um. but but you know, you, you find people you get on with, you find people you want to work with, you find mm. adults who mm. have a brain, mm. um, and who don't play political games, mm. um, and who are your partners against the world of bullcrap, um, <laughs> instead of people who perpetuate these cuck systems. Yeah, and then I'm going, okay, so do I like reporting to people? Hell no. Do mm. I like having people reporting to me? I probably like that even less. Mm. But these people are so awesome and what we're working on is so cool mm. that I'm going to play this game now because ultimately it's that one part of this massive, beautiful first-person shooter mm. that I love playing. And I need, sure. to, I, need to, I need to grind through this part of this level that I don't like yeah. so that I can play the bigger game.
0: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I do think it's kind of uh, this kind of approach to life is much easier to to achieve if you have quite a small company you know I think beyond 100 people or whatever or even smaller than that I think beyond 50 people that kind of democratic we're all grown-ups here we'll all just get along with what it is that we need to get along with and trust each other to do that um, becomes pretty difficult so I think that maybe part of the solution is just keeping companies smaller or staying in smaller companies because it's just impossible once you get you know if you're trying to manage or, or run a company of 250 odd humans humans or 500 humans or 1,000 humans, um, that kind of we're all grown-ups here approach no longer becomes true, unfortunately. You end up with a lot of non-grown-ups um, and then you can't do that anymore.
1: Well, this is why hiring people is the most difficult and most important thing that any boss does at any company is because mm. because good people do good work whether you babysit them or not Yeah. and bad people don't whether you mm. babysit them or not. You can clock watch uh, a bad person yeah. all day. You can yeah. – you can tie them to a trillion KPIs that you measure mm. um, persistently. You can you
0: can block YouTube and Facebook. You can Facebook, block YouTube and Facebook. It's so weird. <laughs> but,
1: but the problem, you again, and I think partly our show is becoming about proximate causes versus ultimate cause. <laughs> You're dealing with proximate things. You're not yeah. dealing with the ultimate problem. The ultimate yeah. problem is that's a bad person, or not necessarily a bad person. Insert. Mm. Uh, Lazy, insert incompetent, Mm. insert doesn't want to be uh, because they'd Mm. rather be snowboarding. And that's Mm. fine, but they're not going to do what you want them to do, not because you have Facebook available on the internet or because you're not clock watching them, because that's just who they are, right? Mm. So you hire the right people. And I'm fortunate enough to have people like that working for me. Mm. I, don't, I don't need to babysit them. you know. Yeah. I want to spend time with them because they're awesome. And I want to mm. make sure that they're happy and that they understand what they're doing and that they still believe in it, etc. Autonomy, yeah. autonomy, mastery, purpose. But, <laughs> but they're going to they're gonna rocket their job not because of what I'm doing but because of who they are. Mm. And the secret to doing awesome stuff And any great executive like Elon Musk or Steve Jobs, or the secret to all of those dudes is you surround yourself with people who are better than you, and Mm. you let them do their job.
0: Totally, yeah, totally. So I got to this really cool thing on Wednesday. Um, My best friend runs a NGO that deals with youth leadership. With youth leadership, whatever that is, Um, but it's really cool. So what they do? We lead the youth. We lead the youth. No, we teach the youth how to lead, and God knows where they will a new era exactly um but it was pretty cool so what they had is they had they brought like 200 kids up from all around the country from very disadvantaged backgrounds but they were they were like the coolest kids in in each kind of school that they work with whatever um and they bring them up for a week and they do like summer camp on steroids and at this this camp they kind of teach them leadership skills and you know all those other things and how to get ahead in life and and kind of what they should do with themselves
1: because who doesn't need to know that
0: well, so what was pretty amazing, okay, so all these kids are like grade 10, grade 11, so they're about 16. And I think about myself at 16, I did not know what on earth I wanted to do with my life. And most of these kids don't either, but they're, they're still much more self-aware than I think I was at that age. And the mm-hmm. kinds of questions that they ask are, you know, amazing. They, they just knock your socks off. Um, so they they did this a panel on wednesday where they got in a whole bunch of young professionals uh from different from different um industries to talk to the kids and do a little q a with them about you know life in the in the real world um and what was pretty cool is that they were particularly looking for people who are not accountants or doctors or lawyers or engineers because that's all that these kids are aware of as as job options you know Um, and the the biggest light bulb moments that I saw when they were kind of doing this and, you know, all the kids kind of sitting there is when I, you know, we were talking to them about how, um, most people don't end up doing what they study, which seems like a very obvious thing for us to say. But for a 16 year old is absolutely groundbreaking information. You know, <laughs> 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 they're like, what? I don't have to study to be a thing. I just study because it's good for my brain. And then I go and do something else. Oh my God. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that was a very interesting, interesting idea because these are, these are some of the brightest kids um, that we have in the country and um, they're all very stuck on these tracks because that's what their, their, their parents are telling them because most of their parents probably haven't gone to university. You know, their parents are telling them, you know, if you get a stable job, go and be an engineer. And that's still what kids are being told today, which is a crime because that world doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it does, that's not where all the fun is at, um, and not enough people are talking to kids about I don't know the other really fun things one could be doing, um, and how open the world is. I don't know. Well, it was pretty yeah. amazing.
1: Uh, and and I think in South Africa we've we've possibly been like that a little bit longer because of the fragility of our economy and and the massive mm-hmm. changes that have happened here over the last twenty years. But yeah. the rest of the world's kind of. Um, I was going to say caught up, but that's the the wrong word. Um, but but they're kind of in this reality now as well, where um, if you're in the USA right now, mm. um, until very recently, if you studied something, you had a job in 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 that discipline. Like it was yeah. it was pretty much a given, and that's yeah. not true anymore. So this idea that I'm not going to do what I study. So why am I studying? And and mm. the, you know questions about uh, uh, why why we study in the first place and what mm. that means in, instead of um, you know in terms in terms of our careers. Yeah, like that's that's a that's a global mindset at the moment.
0: Definitely, yeah. But I think you're right. I mean, I think it kind of just hasn't. Hit South African school kids as much yet, um, because so few people have the opportunity to go to university in the first place that a degree is still seen as this passport um, and probably still is a passport to some degree but um, you know what it, it is a passport to might not always be that exciting. I think mm-hmm. you know a lot of kids like You know, that we were speaking to here who, again, come from the townships in the Eastern Cape and Limpopo and and all around the country, Um, you know, that the dream for most of them is I want to work for some big corporate, you know, because that's going to be really stable. I'm going to earn a lot of money. which would be such a waste because so many of the kids that we, we met on Wednesday are really creative. Um, you know, I met, I met this girl who, um, she, she kind of wants to be an artist. That's, that's sort of what she wants to do. She loves to draw. She loves to paint. Um, she's very good at it. She showed me some of her sketches. Um, but, you know, uh, her, she's also does quite well at school. So her parents are trying to convince her to study engineering. Um, you know, and that's that's kind of depressing in a weird way. But I, I also see where she's coming from and I see where her parents are coming from. Mm. Um, yeah. That's, mm.
1: that's, you know, that, that's another thing that our generation put up with. And luckily it's starting to, to go away. But this idea that your parents would decide what you were going to study.
0: Sure. And sure.
1: then send you on your way. Like, I didn't have parents like that. That's good. Thank God.
0: (laughs) Shame. I think mine were just mystified. Mm. (laughs) But they were supportive, but they were confused. But supportive and confused is fine.
1: (laughs) Now, Sam, do Uh you have an iPad?
0: I do. I do, in fact. I'm busy playing The Adventures of Monkey Island on it at the moment. Please
1: install Magic 2014 and play with me.
0: Okay, deal. Is it Magic the Gathering? Yes. Okay, so I've been playing Magic at um, this... The place place in the East Rand called the Underground on Friday nights. It's I'm the only girl, <laughs> and it's lots this is of fun. why
1: I love you, Sam. I don't even need to ask <laughs> you if you know what Magic the Gathering is. I just assumed that you ups, play it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I, I, I kind of I resisted magic for a very long time when I was growing up. Magic was very much my brother's thing, so therefore it was lame by definition, you know. So, um, you
1: are gonna love uh, Magic 2014. Oh, yeah, yeah, so. What? So, Magic 2013 was pretty good, but uh, yeah. the card set for Magic 2014 is amazing. Mm. The gameplay mm. experience on the iPad is near perfect for Magic. It
0: looks gorgeous. There I'm are great decks
1: available. Yeah. Um, the online play is cool. The only is thing... It, yeah. Mm,
0: sorry? Mm-hmm. Is it that thing where you've got to buy each card, though? Like, you've got no. to buy booster packs and then you get, like,
1: a... a- no. So okay, yeah. you you get the game for free. There's some decks built in. Uh, uh, you c- you can play against some AI players, and it's amazing how good the artificial intelligence is. Not you know anybody who knows about Magic: The Gathering knows it's probably one of the most complicated games ever devised, <laughs> and somehow they've managed to build artificial intelligence that can play this game competently, and it's amazing. Mm, cool. Um, I mean, in a way, decks play themselves, but that's a whole different discussion. But
0: yeah. Um, so but I'm so just you get you decks though, built in. in. You Magic, have to unlock like... them
1: by playing against uh, computer characters. If mm. you want to play multiplayer. And if you want to buy your own decks and if you want to do um, pre-seal challenges, then you pay $10 to unlock the premium content. Hmm. Um, and then you can either acquire decks by winning them. Hmm. Um, they, they've deck construction is a thing now. So you get a pack cool. of boosters and you build your own deck that you can use to play against the people. that's fun, actually. Yeah. It's and then you can deck. buy decks. So, so you, you buy the Mind Maze deck. It costs uh, yeah. a dollar for the whole deck. Um, oh, that's awesome. And when I say the whole deck, it's like, you know, a deck is sixty cards, but you get an extra like twenty cards that you can
0: tray, yeah. that
1: you can like mix in and out. Yeah. Plus you can do a foil conversion, one dollar, and then you you know, you oh, get the cool. foiled version of the cards. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, that's pretty rad. So I'm just warning you that I play magic like the Zerg. I kind of I create these a lot of red decks that just kind of I don't know, hit you with lots of creatures. Whatever so lady, I'm not that's afraid my strategy. of strategy. <laughs> i'm quite annoying to play against because i kind of just i don't know swarm you (laughs) add me
1: on game center
0: Uh, mark is really annoying he plays the 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 game where he just makes you burn your deck you know which is the most frustrating thing to play against in the world but when are
1: you moving to cape town so we can play real life magic
0: (laughs) every week every week every week we talk about this Uh, talk to me at the end of the year
1: (laughs) that's a long way away
0: I know I think so too but Cape Town is pretty cold and miserable at the moment so I'm I'm not feeling too bad about it right now Mm,
1: looking pretty good today
0: yeah so so just a last thing about games um so as I mentioned I'm busy playing the adventures of Monkey Island um did you ever play that in the 90s oh hell yeah oh my goodness it is so much fun um I want people to start making point-and-click adventures again. They're just the most fun. And they're, they're, they're puzzles and they're really funny. There was Day of the Tentacle as well. That was just a mm. funny game. Well, um, there have been
1: some interesting experiments in that. Like, So there's mm-hmm. a company Telltale Games and they own Monkey Island now. And They, did a, they recently yeah. did a, a newer Monkey Island uh, like three or four years ago. That was pretty good. Yeah. Um, they've, they've done a strong bad game from uh, Home Runner. Cool. Uh, oh man, I love st- strong bad emails. Were the best thing about the nineties. <laughs> uh, was it the nineties? No, the early, no- early whatever. Two thousand two, three. Yeah, strong uh, bad that emails made were
0: the Walking Dead game. Okay. Sorry. They're the guys who made the Walking Dead game. Telltale, Mm-hmm. Oh, apparently. Okay.
1: They do a lot of point and click, but also there were things like sword cool. and sorcery. Um, yes.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> which, uh, I, you know, I I didn't spend much time with. It. it didn't grip me. I don't know. But really. But it was a oh, wow. it was an interesting idea in in the realm of point and click. Yeah. they have been you know Back to the Future on on the iPad. Cool. Uh, Oh Telltale has
0: a Jurassic Park game. I watched Jurassic Park for the first time ever this week. Um, wow, wow, it has not dated well. <laughs> I was
1: going to say the opposite, man. Really? I, I watched. I watched it when Ooh. I was like twelve, and I yeah. loved it. And and the music still gets me going, and the effects are still really good. <laughs> and I, I... Mm,
0: it's tinged by nostalgia now. I'm sorry. I, I, I watched it without any nostalgia because I didn't watch it when I was a kid. And dude, the Velociraptors opening doors and I don't know, working totally out where plausible. you are. No, 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 no. There's
1: truth in their story, Sam.
0: But, but well, actually, so I then went and read up about it. So do you know that the, the scientist whose name is Jack Horner, Yeah. Um, who was the inspiration for the, the, the evil guy who looks like Colonel Sanders in Jurassic mm-hmm. Park, um, and was the technical advisor on the film is actually quite seriously trying to resurrect dinosaurs. And it's not awesome. through cloning DNA because that's a very silly idea. And, um all the DNA would have would have disintegrated long ago but what he's trying to do is um taking the idea that the modern form of dinosaurs are birds he's trying to manipulate chicken DNA so that it reactivates sort of older older genetic codes that are still there in the code but are kind of switched off now so like the chicken still has the DNA string for the long tail as an example uh for the little the little hands um so he's trying to like re reverse engineer a chicken back into to a dinosaur that's what he's trying to do
1: I fully support his efforts
0: did you watch Jurassic Park do you want to be fighting velociraptors
1: no but uh, we could contain a velociraptor let's be Mm. honest now
0: no dude did you not see they can find their way out of things they're super smart
1: yeah (laughs) yeah Uh, you know it it, it was just bad execution the plan wasn't (laughs) nothing wrong with the plan
0: (laughs) yeah sure
1: all right okay let's go make some big rocks smaller
0: Okay, cool. Have fun. It's, um, it's as always, been fun chatting.
1: Dude, it's been so much fun.
0: I'm going to install Magic 2013 tonight. 2014. Dude, tonight, 2014. Sorry, don't, my
1: bad. D- d- don't, don't make the mistake because 2013 is there, but it's actually last year's one. Okay, cool. I know. It makes perfect sense, right? Is
0: that the Innistrad one, <laughs> the 2013? <coughs> anyway. Yeah. Okay, cool.
1: is, if you just search for Magic 2014, you'll find it.
0: Found it. Cool. Okay, it'll happen. All right, lady. Have a great Friday. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.